0: John Lim here. We're moving forward with episode 383, and I'm super excited because we've got Irene Wen. She's a friend of mine. We've known each other for over a decade now, and I'm excited to have her as part of this series to talk about uh, her work and some uh, exciting projects that she's working on. How are you today, Irene?
1: Good. Thank you. How are you, John?
0: (laughs) I'm doing great. You know, it's (laughs) funny. We've known each other for a long time, but I think the, we haven't actually seen each other for over 10 years. Well,
1: I, I haven't seen your face in, in so long. It's, I know, it's it's, so it's crazy
0: because I used to live in California and that's where we met and, and uh, now I'm on the East Coast. So this is actually our first face to face in a long time, but we've kept in touch over the years. But I, I'm excited because one of the things that uh, I know that you've been... On the journey uh, becoming a writer, and you're working on some great stuff. So, before we get to that, I'd like you to introduce yourself to uh, to my audience. So, just share a little bit about yourself, what you do, and where you're located.
1: Okay, so um, I'm Irene Wen. Like you said, uh, I'm a Chinese American writer, and I pretty much write all the time now. I I used to practice law, and I saved up enough money there. I got to a point where I just didn't want to practice anymore. And so I, I made a plan for myself. I made a deadline for myself and I, I saved up up enough so that I could take time away from practicing law and just really double down on my writing. And so that's what I've been doing these days. And I'm from Santa California, born and raised, and I've never lived anywhere
0: else. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that's great. Well, that's awesome. I, I, I love uh, that part of your story. I know that you know we've talked a little bit about it, but I think it's super exciting uh, for our listeners to hear that You know, writers come from many different backgrounds and and the people I've introduced in this series, they're from all different walks of life and professions. So um, tell us about some of the, the projects that you're working on, some of the works in progress or WIPs that you have going on right now.
1: Yeah, you know it's funny, I, I I see WIP online and I'm not <laughs> sure whether to say WIP or WIP. Um,
0: I just but- recently learned what WIP was. Like <laughs> it was just because of the writing community on Twitter. I just saw WIP. Wait a minute, I think that stands for work in progress. And then I got that confirmed. So and I and I've since learned that because of this podcast series that I'm doing with writers. But yeah, I'm pretty new to the to the terminology as well
1: yeah yeah but it, it's fun i, I feel like I, i'm learning every day when i'm on twitter
0: yeah so it's entirely up to you if you want to call it wip or are whip for short we, we, we go with either one so
1: okay so what i'm working on um now is i actually have two works in progress uh, the first one is a young adult fantasy and it's uh it's my first full-length book it's very close to my heart mm-hmm. that one features a chinese-american main character who on her 16th birthday inherits a rather frightening ability from her shaman ancestors Wow! yeah and at, at the same time she's dealing with the loss of her brother who ran away from home and she's trying to find out whether or not her abilities can help her track him down somehow
0: Wow that sounds exciting my gosh I mean the log line alone I mean that's that's <laughs> that just kind of grabs you now is this a, a story that you've had with you or inside of you for a long time is did this come to you recently what was the what's the origins of all of that?
1: So this story, I, I started writing writing this while I was still working. Okay. And so I had I had to kind of um come up with it and kind of sneak away from work at times, like lunch breaks, weekends to start writing this. And this main character has always been inside my heart for maybe many years. Okay. She's kind of like this childlike person to me and it kind of reminds me of my my own inner child, and so I always wanted to write a story about identity and about embracing what you're born with, even if you don't quite understand it yet, so that was always there for me, Um, but the story grew as as I had more time to devote to it. Um, I did more research on shamans in ancient China, and became an even bigger and bigger thing and so that's how the story developed wow
0: that's pretty incredible and can you share with our listeners a little bit about the other book that you mentioned you're working on too uh the other one that you're working on
1: yeah so the other one I'm working on I I have high hopes for that one it's an adult fantasy and it's it's about vampires working at an Asian beauty brand
0: wow (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, they, uh, they, I don't want to give away too much because okay, sure. so might change, but, but that's, that's the basis of it. And I'm having a lot of fun with it because I got to research a lot about how, how beauty brands work and I'm learning so much.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Well, first of all, I've, I've got to ask, I mean, where do you come up with the ideas?
1: Oh gosh. Um, I'm coming up with ideas all the time and, and it's just that I'm not sure whether or not I can actually, uh, make them put them down on paper and turn them into a story. Um, So for the, the shaman story, the idea just came from wanting to write a story about something frightening in your history and how to handle that. And so I I had been doing a lot of research on, on different aspects of Chinese history in order to figure that one out. Um, For the vampire story, I actually just come across a, a lot of skin whitening products when I'm looking at Asian beauty brands Mm -hmm. and I thought that was a funny thing about the industry and I definitely thought there's a story there somewhere so
0: I love it it sounds like just everyday things or aspects of your life that you've been able to draw from and you're drawing these themes and then and then just transmogrifying them into into the fantasy mix I think that's really cool so Irene I want to ask uh, have you always wanted to be a writer
1: Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> so I I think I I have wanted to be a writer for almost as long as I have loved reading. Okay. And, um, yeah. So I actually taught myself to read before I started school. Oh, wow. um, you know. You know those. Um, I don't know if everyone has these, it, it was like these old Disney books and they came with a little audio record and you could put that in and the little audio would read the story to you while you read along with these little baby books. And so when my parents didn't have time to read me stories, I would just follow along and, and match the words to the audio. And oh, wow. yeah. And, and soon books kind of replaced toys for me at, at a very early age. Like they were just the best things ever. And it was probably around the same time where I decided I wanted to be a writer and, and bring that same joy to other people as well. That's great.
0: So it sounds like the, the writing bug got you pretty early on. I mean, that's, that's pretty awesome. So uh, talk a little bit about your formative years. Did you do a lot of writing when you were growing up? I know it sounds like you were an avid reader. What, what did your writing look like uh, during during your youth?
1: Oh gosh. Okay, so I, I think I wrote lots of you know like those princess and prince stories as mm-hmm. as a kid. I, I think I still have some of them, and I loved writing about animals. I, I think I wrote so many stories about my dog <laughs> as a child. Um, but then as I as I got into my um, junior high and high school years, I became one of those like emo teenagers. Okay. I I would write poetry all the time and and. Short stories, I, I would just hide them in a box in my room and not share them with anyone. but but i had I had always been writing. It, it was always a big part of my life. So
0: yeah. well, that's yeah. great. I mean, it it sounds like it it sounds like this is what you were put on the earth to do. But let's mm-hmm. talk about transitioning from writing for yourself because it sounds like a lot of the writing was very personal to transitioning where you are now, writing work that you're going to be sharing with the world. When did that shift happen?
1: That that shift is such um, a big moment in my life, actually. Um, so I had always been writing for myself all the way until I hit a point, like I said in my legal career, where I was like, I don't think this is the work for me, mm-hmm. you know. And and I just made a decision to stay open to what else I could be doing, like wh- what else, what other reason am I here for, you know? And and that was when the ideas for the story started coming, you know. I just by kind of opening myself up to that possibility and, and being really curious and and thinking like, could that idea be a story? Could that idea be a story? I started to think maybe I have something in me other than being a lawyer, mm.
0: <laughs> which I think a lot of lawyers go through. I know I went through that as well, and, and I've yeah. shared that on, on the podcast, but that, that's pretty amazing. So um, let's talk about that first book. It sounds like you were you started with the idea while you were still practicing law. As we both know, and as probably a lot of our listeners know, practicing law is a very, very time consuming career. It's almost like a, you know, an all consuming relationship, if you will. Where did you find the time to write? Like, I, I know you mentioned that sometimes you would, you would sneak away and find those pockets, but how, how did you make it work?
1: First, I started out. It wasn't working very well at first, to be honest. You know, at first, it, it was just like putting little notes into that little notes app on your phone. Yeah. You know, and then and then um, then it turned into spending my lunch breaks writing, and and then I I had to just tell myself like you know what like you're a writer deep down inside and you're going to prioritize the writer in you. Yeah. So then I, I was set aside hours on, on weekends. You know, um, I would I would get up a little bit before before I had to get to work and write a little bit. And then if I still had the energy to write after work, it, it was this It became a bigger and bigger thing to me because I began to prioritize myself as a writer more and more. I love
0: it. And I've mentioned this uh, a couple of times now, but the story always sticks with me is that I listened to an interview with John Grisham on NPR a couple of years ago. And he had a very similar story when he was practicing trial law and writing his first novel. The only time he could write was in between court and he'd be sitting on a bench with a notepad and scratching down, you know, a couple of sentences or paragraphs. And that was pretty much all the time he had to write. And it took him a long time to get that first novel together. So I love what you're sharing is that you prioritized it and you found the time, whether it was on the weekends or getting up early or your lunch break. And at, at what point, um, I mean, it sounds like at that point you knew this was going to, I mean, did you know then this is going to become a book or were you just writing to get the story out?
1: I, I knew that I wanted it to be a full length book. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, in, in the very beginning, I was like, this is an idea. But then as I started to go chapter by chapter, I was like, this is a book with chapters. Like, this is going to be bigger than, than I thought. Uh, and up to that point, I had only been writing short stories. You know, I, I studied mm-hmm. creative writing in school and was writing mostly short stories. But um, it was exciting to see that, that I, I had these chapters going and I had a longer story than I had originally intended.
0: I love it. Well, let's shift now into your actual writing process. And we're going to get a little bit into Irene's. Uh, writing flow so do you map out the story did you have it all mapped out or did you let the story organically develop as you were finding those pockets of time I would love to know more about that because I've noticed with the writers that I've spoken to I mean they, they seem to fall into one of two buckets we uh, the, the people who really plan everything out outline for, uh, the the entire book and those who just go with the flow and let you know let the words take them, where their characters take them, wherever the story goes.
1: Right. Yeah. Writers are are split in that way. They're they're either pansters or yes,
0: <laughs> yeah, which is a, another term that I just recently yeah. learned. In addition to whip, or W I P. So yeah,
1: <laughs> I learned that. I learned that once I joined the writing community online. Also, yeah. Or 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 they they outline, and um, for me, it's a it's a combination of both. Okay. Um, I I do need a bit of an outline to to get started, but I also have to hold myself back because I tend to over outline and start to get worried about um, whether or not everything's adhering to the outline, or or I'll you know I'll kind of distract myself from the writing by outlining too much. I'm a Virgo, so I I try to. I'm You're a also Virgo.
0: a lawyer. <laughs> That's kind of part of the training, right? Right.
1: It's all about outlines in law school.
0: <laughs> outlining in law school. I mean, geez, that was that was kind of that was kind of one of those habits they kind of drilled into our heads. But uh, no, I I love that you are actually sharing that you do a little bit of both. Um, so, and and this might be a hard question to answer, but because some of the writing happened while you were still practicing law, but how long did it take you to finish that first draft of that first novel?
1: Oh gosh, yeah, so because I was working at the same time, I would say it took a total of three years to finish. Okay,
0: that's pretty good. I would say, I mean, if you're working full-time, I'd say three years is a pretty, you know, I'd say that's a pretty impressive amount. Now, here's my question, did you set a hard deadline for yourself, I need to get that first draft done by x date, or because you were working and juggling these responsibilities, did you not put that pressure on yourself?
1: I didn't put that pressure on myself. You know, it, it was actually a, a hard emotional journey to, to shift from lawyering into writing. And mm-hmm. so I didn't want to give myself any more pressure than I was already feeling at that time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: And to that, let's get a little bit more into your process. So when you write, what does it look like? I mean, are you are you writing pen and paper? Are you using the you mentioned the notes app? Are you typing on your phone keyboard? What's your tool of choice? And when you write that first draft, uh, you know I I love getting the insights on you know before it's polished and edited. What does that first draft look like for you?
1: A mess, uh, yeah. <laughs> a hot mess. Um, a, a lot, a lot of a first draft is like a lot of ideas all thrown into like a, a big Pen and they're like animals running around and
0: (laughs) I love that analogy.
1: (laughs) Um, and and I, of course, when I was at work, I would write on my keyboard because because that's all I had. Um, but because I I'm writing fantasy, I also like to map things out. I like to draw certain things. I like to draw the creatures I'm writing about. I like to there there's a um there's a whole fantasy land in my in my young adult novel and so I drew an entire map of the geography of oh, like land, like Tolkien
0: did with like Lord <laughs> of the Rings that's awesome yeah, I mean,
1: not not as detailed as as his you know but I wanted to be able to see where, where north was where south was where certain things mm-hmm. were um I had a whole system where the the weather moves around in, oh, in another dimension. And so I, I like made this whole thing where you can like spin things around and um, yeah, a whole map of that.
0: I mean, that's that. one of the things that impresses me about writers in the fantasy genre is that you're not just writing a contained story. You basically have to create the entire world and its rules and its universe around it. I mean, weather patterns of all things. I mean, that is pretty incredible. So um, in terms of your second book, where are you with that? Are you still in the writing process with that? Are you, um, uh, can you share a little bit of where you are with the second book?
1: Yeah, the second book, I'm trying to write a splashy ending. Okay. And yeah, I, I feel like these days, endings are a big deal. You know, when you watch stuff on Netflix or when you're you're reading um, books that have come out in the past five to 10 years, the endings are really spectacular. Mm-hmm. And um, what I actually started using as a resource is actually the Save the Cat.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a very popular book series. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They have something called a five point finale for the ending. So I'm, I'm experimenting with that. Uh, But, you know, as I said, I don't try to adhere to too closely to any kind of outline. I'm trying to, I try to like make it organic and have the story come out the way it should. But right now I'm looking at that and experimenting with that.
0: And in terms of writing the second book, was that uh, more recent that you started that one? Or I, time-wise, I'm just trying to get a sense, because the first book you were writing while you were still practicing law was the second book. Did you start that uh, when you uh, decided to become a full-time writer?
1: Yes, I, I started the second book when I was a full-time writer. And I was querying the first book and I actually started the second book in order to uh, stay sane while waiting for agents oh, okay. to respond to me.
0: <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. And, and how long did the, the I mean, because first of all, you're writing full-time and second of all, it's your second book. Did you find that the process was easier? Uh, were you able to get that? Uh, I imagine you were able to get that first draft done faster too.
1: Yes, the first draft was done much faster you, you know you kind of know what you're doing the second time around yeah. you know so so I knew by that time that I needed to make an outline, not stick to it too closely and then just get to writing. Um, and I also knew um, I knew very much how I wanted the story to play out and so this this first draft took me a year so much shorter
0: yeah yeah uh, you know now that you're not you don't have a pesky day job getting in the way of your true calling. I imagine (laughs) it's a lot easier. That's, that's great. But um, so can you share with our listeners, you mentioned querying. Uh, So in terms of publication route, and the authors I've interviewed, you know, I've interviewed traditionally published self published. So it sounds like you're leaning towards traditionally published. Is that kind Mm -hmm. of the route you want to take? Can you share a little bit with our listeners? um, What made you decide to go that route and kind of what what stage you're at with that?
1: Sure. So I, I have to start off by saying I actually think self-publishing is amazing. I, I have uh, acquaintances and colleagues who have done really great with self-publishing. They've, they've built a really devoted fan base and they've done really well. They're really successful with their books. Um, but it also takes a lot of get up and go and marketing yourself and being really consistent with that. And I actually don't think that's me I, I don't think I'm very good at that and that's not something that I feel I want to put my energy toward and so that's what attracted me more to traditional publishing but so I don't think one one's better than the other but for me and knowing myself I think that works better for me
0: oh I agree I you know it, I don't think it's it's one of those things where one is better than the other. It's just there are more options now to get your yeah. book out there, which I think is a good thing. And Yeah, I love that. The, in fact, uh, uh, one author I, I've interviewed has done both. I mean, you know, she has experience in both realms. So there are definitely you know advantages to to going down both routes, but there are also challenges with both. Speaking of which,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, one of the things that I like to uh, ask all of my my writer friends who are coming on the show, what was the hardest part? about writing or what do you find to be the hardest part when you're writing either that first book, your current book, or just writing in general?
1: The first book was hard to make time for because mm-hmm. um, all I wanted to do was work on it, but I had work. The second book was hard because I had to keep on believing in myself while I was querying the first book. Okay, that That's one of those things that I um, I would kind of psych myself out, like, you know, no one's liking this book, no one's, no one's asking for, for, um, to see my pages, should I even be a writer? I, the second book, I, I was starting to doubt myself.
0: Wow, okay, and how did you get over that, that hurdle?
1: I mean, that's a constant challenge. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think that um, I'm still working with, I think many writers, even who are published, probably still, still oh, think gosh.
0: about I, I, it. It's a common theme, I think, writers that I've seen, writers I've spoken to on this series, but writers I've seen in general, I think they all go through that. So do you have a practice? Do you have something that you can share with our listeners that kind of helps you get over that?
1: Yeah, I, I think everyone's different, but, but for me, once in a while, I'll, I'll take a break when I need to. I, it definitely... Pays to not think of yourself as just the sort of worker bee who has to produce this many words on this day, eventually you're going to hit a day where your brain is like no I don't want to do this today and you kind of have to respect yourself and just be like okay like well, you're going to take a break, um, you deserve a break, you're you're still a writer, even, even if you take a rest, and um, just just kind of giving yourself that physical and emotional space to to be who you need to be outside of being a writer. I, I think you come back to it with a fresh perspective and more energy.
0: I love that. I think that's really great advice. Flip side to that, I, I I am curious to ask, and and everyone's different, but for Irene, do you do you set a set schedule to write? Do you say I I write mostly in the mornings or I write write in the afternoons, or do you have like um certain days that you write what does your schedule look like
1: so i definitely have certain days that i write i i i want to remember where i heard this but there was a podcast i was listening to where they were saying don't beat yourself up if there are days where you can't do the thing you said you were going to do. Like there are days where you are going to take care of your taxes and you're going to take care of administrative right. things and text your friends back and you're, your body is just ready to do those things those days. Um, but there are all the other days where you're creative and you might write like three chapters that day. And so leaving myself open to that, I, I definitely sit down every afternoon just to check in with myself and say, okay, what are you today? Are you creative? Are you, you know, are you um, taking care of administrative things today? Are you sending out queries? Are you emailing? Um, And, and I just kind of treat it like a meeting with myself, you know, like, what are we handling today? What are we good at today? And um, just staying open to that.
0: I love it. Again, it's that mix. I love it, it. It seems to fit with the you know, you outline a little bit, but you leave some flexibility. Same with your actual writing schedule. It sounds like you've, you find a very nice balance between being structured, but also not beating yourself up if if life gets in the way of of sticking to the schedule. Well, Irene, (laughs) again, you're sharing some great inspiration. And the purpose of this series is for our listeners to get insight into the writing process, especially for those who want to write a book. Maybe that's one of their big life goals or bucket list goals. What's your piece of advice for that one listener out there who's listening to this and thinking, I this is something I might want to do, where I, I have this story that I want to get out there. Where do you think they should begin?
1: I I think the best advice I can give is to see yourself, see your writing career as your own small business. Oh, okay yeah and to start out with with treating yourself how you would a really valued employee you're the employer and the employee in the small business you are investing in your talents and your skills and your time and you you respect your work you respect your physical and emotional needs and you respect yourself and you cheer yourself on, like all the things that you want in a wonderful boss, give that to yourself and keep that going for as long as you can because that will keep you joyful as you write. That will make you love where you're at. And I think that's what writing is all about.
0: Oh, I absolutely love it. <laughs> Especially if your aspiration is to become a full-time writer, then essentially you are building a business. So I love that yeah. perspective, but I also love the insights you're sharing on basically, you know, be the boss that you want to have and be the employee that you want to be. And that's really, really great advice for our listeners. Irene, where can our listeners find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter, learning new things all the time, like whip. Um, and uh, my handle is Irene is writing, and it's spelled exactly like that. And you can also check out what I'm working on on my website at IreneWen.com.
0: Awesome. We'll have all of that on the write-up at bemovingforward.com. Irene, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule, for catching up. It's been way too long, uh, but to share your writing journey, your insights, and all of the great stuff that you have going on. Thank you so much.
1: Oh, Thank you so much. I enjoyed this.
0: Moving Forward listeners, again, the videos for this series, every author has agreed to do a video, which I'm so grateful for. Videos are released on Wednesday. The podcast will air on Thursday. You can find the write-ups at bemovingforward.com. We'll be back next week with another episode. You can find the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. The views expressed by any featured guests are not necessarily those of the host, the program, or affiliates. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and BeMovingForward.com, all rights reserved.